0: All right, despite tennis taking centre stage, there is still plenty of cricket happening around the country. We've got the first test between Australia and the West Indies live from the Adelaide Oval on Wednesday. Our coverage begins from uh, 10am, I should say, Eastern Daylight Time, a day test here in Adelaide. I'm not sure how that's going to go across the Wednesday to Friday, but we'll see. Uh, One man we're hoping to have with us for the call is one of the all-time Australian greats, Jason Gillespie. But he uh, he might be a little bit preoccupied. He's got the Adelaide strikers to worry about at the moment, and they've put together a marvellous late-season run uh, to put them in contention for the WB uh, the BBL finals I should say and they will lock that in tonight if they can defeat the Sydney Thunder in Canberra to wrap up the regular season on a four game win streak. Dizzy can join us ahead of the match it's always a pleasure to be joined by the great man. Uh, Diz, welcome back to Summer Grandstand.
1: Oh thanks for having me Aaron.
0: You've got to be honest with me Jason, uh, how excited were you to see the Stars stumble last night? <laughs>
1: Yeah it was certainly it was sitting in uh, with a, with a couple of guys in our in our room here in Canberra and and watching the game and um yeah so sort of seeing the the Renegades uh, chase down that total um yeah it certainly it certainly has helped us and has given us a chance to uh, to play tonight against the Thunder and if if we can find a way to to win this game then yeah, we'll we'll
0: participate in finals which would be great. How are you feeling in the build up to it the, the nervous energy that you know it's all or nothing essentially tonight.
1: Yeah, I'll just just I'm excited for the players. It's it's a great opportunity for them. Um, you know, I know I know they're very excited and uh, and looking forward to um, you know to to the game. Um, you know, hopefully we the, the weather holds and um, we can we can uh, have have a really good good fixture here
0: against the Thunder. I know the Thunder
1: haven't quite had the season that they'd like, but but they're a very dangerous side. So we know we need to play really well to compete with them. Well,
0: it looked early on that you were headed down the same path. You you had a couple of really close games, but the the start of the campaign wasn't exactly what you were hoping for. And all of a sudden you've, you've pulled together this three game winning streak and you're in the box seat for finals. Can you tell us a bit about what the catalyst has been to turn the season around?
1: Yeah, I I suppose from a bowling perspective, we we probably weren't quite getting it right early season and and we leaked far too many runs. Um, you know, we've we've probably put more focus on on the slower bowling uh you know we're playing uh double spin and uh and matt short has been bowling some key overs for us so um so that that, that seems to have have worked well um look our, our batting's been very very good this season uh, led by matt short uh Darcy short and chris Lynn um so it's been good we saw Jake Weatherill come in for Lynn uh, the other night in Hobart and, and play a, a special knock Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been a combination of things. Um, but certainly, um, you know, better, uh, bowling
0: has probably helped us. It's a pretty unbelievable performance by Jake as he touched on that, that 80 off 32 balls and a remarkable story that obviously played with the Redbacks here, headed over to Tasmania and ends up winning a game against them playing in, in the BBL as part of the Adelaide Strikers. Um, what's the situation tonight? Is Chris Lynn going to play or are we going to see Jake again?
1: Oh, the, the most likely scenario will be the Jake will play. Uh, Chris has a has a hamstring strain, um, and yeah, it, it's it's not looking like he'll uh, be available. Um, it's still niggling him a bit. Um, he's quite restricted in his
0: movements, so uh, it's unlikely that we'll risk him uh, tonight. I imagine the rest of the competition's just frustrated that you found a way to, to fill a void in, in what is a, a pretty big four-batting lineup. Uh, you mentioned Matt Short before as obviously the star of the campaign so far, and I'll try and use this to segue between the Big Dash and the Adelaide Test coming up, but he, he ended up in the conversations as you know one of the possible openers to replace David Warner. That, that's the kind of form that he's been er- in over the past couple of campaigns, the, the premier batter of the BBL for a while now. Can you see him playing red ball cricket for Australia at any point?
1: I don't see why not. I, I think skills are, are clearly transferable. Um, you know, he he plays for for Victoria in the Sheffield Shield, and that's in the middle order, and and I think he's had some some real success in recent times, uh, in particular in the, in the longer form of the game. Um, but certainly, his skills are transferable. He's, he's an exciting talent. Um, he's he's been immense for for the Adelaide Strikers, and um, so of been given the leadership responsibility. Uh, this season, uh, full-time captain. And uh, it certainly hasn't affected his batting. He's uh, he's He's been superb.
0: The other one I should ask you about while we're on South Australian prospects, uh, Nathan McSweeney's had a pretty impressive campaign and it looks like he, he could be the next Australian all-rounder depending on when one of the older guys decides to retire. But certainly a few years away, maybe next in?
1: Yeah, Nathan McSweeney's done done really well. He's he's been given vice captain opportunities with South Australia. Uh, he's he's been batting in the top order and um, and putting some scores together. He's also been given leadership opportunities with Australia A. He's captained a, a number of Australia A fixtures. Um, he, he's a he's he's a fine young man and a you know, highly talented cricketer. And uh, you know, if he if he's ever given an opportunity, I'm sure he'd grab it with both hands.
0: Jason Gillespie's with me on Summer Grandstand today. Uh, ahead of the Adelaide Strikers and the Sydney Thunder tonight, a, a must-win game for Adelaide to lock themselves into the Big Bash finals for this season. Dizzy's also got his eye on the Adelaide Test match, which is coming up on Wednesday. Our coverage from 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, Dizzy, we finally got an answer to who is going to replace David Warner. So essentially, Cameron Green has come in and Steve Smith will be promoted up the lineup. Are you, you happy with that decision?
1: Yeah, look, I don't mind it. I, I think the the thinking of the selectors is is pretty clear they 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 want the best six batters in the country uh, they feel that, that they're the best six batters in the country and uh, they've just got to find a way to to fit them in and and it looks like you know steve smith seems to be up for the challenge and and, and wants to have a crack at it um yeah you know, i don't mind i i really like seeing cameron green in that team i think he's a he's a fantastic cricketer and uh, and you know, deserves an opportunity in the test side for sure
0: I like how you mentioned that you're quite confident this is the the top six batters in the country. We had Pat Cummins as part of the the Saka test match dinner last night and he said, yeah, Green was essentially picked for his batting. His his bowling's just an extra handy aspect to have, but he would have made it regardless, which um, I guess showcases, I mean, the fact that he's averaging 33 at a a test level already and and is such a young star. We've got a pretty promising talent here.
1: Yeah, most certainly, and I, I think... Uh, just obviously, Pat's comments that that you just mentioned there probably probably back up that that thinking that that they feel he's in the best six batters in the country, and um, you know where they bat in the order. Um, I, I think as as long as the communication is really clear, because you know we we hear that um, you know selectors. Um, and I don't know what what the conversations have been um, from the selectors to to players in the Sheffield Shield around the country, um, because a, a lot of communication and, and has been I oh, score runs and or take wickets and and selection looks after itself. But you know there are times when you know you can score a lot of runs or take a lot of wickets, but there's got to be a spot available. And, and I suppose the clearest indication is is with our bowling attack. Uh, in particular, um, you, you could be a shepherd bowler punching out 50 wickets a season, but I'm not sure how you're getting into that bowling attack with Stark, Cohen's and Hazelwood. Um, you know, it, 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 it's a tricky one because, um, you know, we've seen Scotty Boland has been churning out lots of wickets, Michael Nessa over the years and, and they've had uh, very few opportunities, um, not because they're not good enough, but because there just isn't a spot available. And, uh, and I think you can find that at times and we've seen it in the past, um, with with very fine players who've scored mountains of runs in Sheffieldshire cricket or taken mountains of wickets in Sheffieldshire cricket, but because they're you know, the, the Australian side is so settled and um, you know, it's very difficult to force their way in.
0: It is that age-old argument, isn't it, Dizzy, that you could reward form or you can stick with chemistry. And, and I think they've, they've clearly kept this group together over the past couple of years, and it's become this dominant powerhouse, as we've seen on the international stage. But what kind of messaging does that send to players in the Sheffield Shield, especially from a batting perspective when we talk about your Renshaws, your Bancrofts, your Harrises that are trying to bang the door down and, and haven't ended up you know, being selected? Ultimately, they've stuck with what they know. When you're trying to crack in... What do you do at a state league level?
1: All, all you can do is, is keep banging the door down and, and keep performing, keep presenting. And, um, you know, o- opportunities you know, do present themselves from time to time through either form or injury or, or illness or whatever. Um, and we've seen that with um, with the bowling stocks when, you know, one of the, I suppose, the big three quicks has gone down. You know, Michael Ness has had an opportunity. Uh, we've seen in the last few years Jai Richardson's had a chance. Michael Nessa, Scott Boland, uh, these guys have had opportunities. Yes, they have been few and far between. um, So that would be probably the message to, uh, to any batters in the country. You've just got to keep presenting, keep putting those scores up and then to make sure that you know, if an opportunity does come, you're ready to grab it with both hands.
0: So the upcoming Adelaide Test, Dizzy, we're hoping to have you as part of it. A Wednesday start is a little bit awkward, I think. We've obviously had this discussion across the entire mm. summer about crowd numbers around the country, and to have you know the West Indies in town, uh, which with a, you know daytimes that are going to end around 5 p.m., you know people are still working essentially. A Wednesday to Friday opening three days, we we may not make it to the weekend. It could be a really disastrous result for the Sacker.
1: We're, we're hoping not. we would like to see that game go um, go the distance um, but look it, it's it's clear that the Australian side is a much more stronger more powerful lineup than than this West Indies team I, I think there's a lot of players West Indies that, and, and the West Indies team that that many Australian fans wouldn't even know um, and look it, it's it's very much Australia in the box seat um, I think it's going to be uh, a, a lot of time in the field for the West Indies uh Bowlers, um, you know, I think Australia will rack up some big numbers, and uh, and I think they'll put a lot of pressure on their on their batting lineups as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a tough time for the West Indies. Um, I, I, I hope it's a it's a close close contest and uh, it's a good game of cricket. But uh, I think we can we can all we all believe that you know Australia are very much in the box seat to, to win this series.
0: You spent a lot of time with Carl Hooper. Has he given you any sort of hope that the visitors may be able to hang on?
1: Um, he, he said that there's there's inexperience in that in that lineup, and and they're learning. There's some talented cricketers, um, but um, he he feels that that Australia are are very much in the box seat. You know, it, look, I, it, test teams coming to Australia, it's been proven it's very very difficult to win over here. We've just seen a a pretty good Pakistan team get get beaten convincingly. Um, So I think it's going to be quite tough for the West Indies.
0: Dizzy, thank you so much for your time today. Best of luck tonight. A massive game between the Strikers and the Thunder. We wish you all the best.
1: Thank you so much, Aaron.
0: Great to have Jason Gillespie. Always a pleasure. Big ABC fan. We're a big fan of his. Uh, Always a pleasure to have him on summer grandstand. And as I mentioned, yeah, big game tonight. If the Strikers win, they lock themselves into the top four. The Melbourne Stars, very hopeful they won't get it done. And then they'll have a chance to jump in with a victory over the Hobart Hurricanes tomorrow as the Big Bash season comes towards its conclusion. And as I mentioned, that first test between Australia and the West Indies, live from the Adelaide Oval on Wednesday, our coverage from 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time.